0: The other was pacing rapidly up and down in the immediate vicinity of his companion, and tossing his arms about as if in a perfect fury of indignation. "'Come on,' said the lawyer, dragging forward the terrified Frank Curtis. "'There! The person who is walking up and down like a maniac has caught sight of us.' "'That's the captain!' almost whimpered the young man. "'Oh, my stars, how fierce he does look!' now then ye shirkers is it keeping us waiting ye mean? vociferated the terrible captain sending his voice halfway across the field in a tone of awful indignation be jesus it's a real insult to me and my friend to be seven minutes and a half behind time in this way we are coming sir as fast as we can exclaimed howard and may be a little faster than you will find to be agreeable. My God! Don't irritate him, implored Frank. He's capable of, of shooting us both as we walk along. Don't be such a fool, Frank. You will see a rare bit of fun in a few minutes. Come along. And the lawyer dragged his shrinking companion forward. Be the holy poker, vociferated the captain. "'as Howard and Curtis now drew near enough "'for him plainly to recognize their countenances. "'Be the holy poker,' he repeated, "'his eyes glaring furiously. "'Sir Christopher is not here. "'Mortant, my dear friend, ye are swindled, "'robbed, plundered, chated of the pleasure "'of a duel this cold mornin', "'But I'll avenge ye, my boy,' For I told that Mr. Curtis there that I'd hold him responsible. "'Come, come, Captain,' exclaimed Howard, as he and Frank now stopped at the distance of a few paces from the warlike officer and his friend Mordaunt. "'Don't bluster or sputter in this fine fashion.' "'Is it bluster or putter to me, you mane?" cried Captain O'Blunderbuss. "Be Jesus, sir, ye shall eat the words afore we're done.' but i'll shoot mr curtis first and tis yourself i'll send headlong after him mordaunt my friend instead of being principal now tis second ye must be so give us the pistol-case from under your cloak man with all my heart captain said mordaunt who was a tall awkward gentleman about thirty-five years of age and as like miss julia as brother could be to sister howard my dear friend my good fellow gasped Frank Curtis in the ear of his companion. "'Is it possible that—that you've—' "'By Jesus, we're watched!' suddenly exclaimed the captain, whose quick eye now caught sight of a man approaching from the next field. "'It is only my servant, sir, who is bringing my case of pistols,' remarked Howard. "'Not knowing whether you would be here, we kept them in the coach at a short distance.' "'Not be here!' repeated the captain." Do ye take us for great cowards as old Sir Christopher Blunt? Big Jesus! But that man don't look like a servant anyhow, ejaculated the warlike gentleman, interrupting himself and l- fixing a ferocious look upon Mr. McGrab, who now came running up to the spot, completely out of breath. Howard glanced rapidly to the left and beheld Proggs approaching from that direction. Here's another fellow, exclaimed Mordaunt, who had marked and followed the lawyer's scrutinizing look gentlemen what does this mean yes and be Jesus! vociferated captain o'blunderbuss what does this mean have ye had recourse to the dirthy expedient of getting constables to come forward to spile the purtiest little affair that was ever to come off on a misty mornin i don't mean nothink of the kind captain said mr mcgrab gruffly then, as with a side glance, he convinced himself that his follower Progs, was now only a few paces distant in the rear of the warlike Irishman. He continued thus, The fact is, I'm a officer, and you're my prisoner. An officer! vociferated Captain O'Blunderbuss, his countenance becoming actually purple with rage, while Frank Curtis, suddenly assured that all prospects of a duel were at an end, began to enjoy the scene amazingly. Yes, sir, this person is an officer, said Mr. Howard in the calmest manner possible, and I am the attorney for the plaintiff, Mr. Spriggins, at whose suit you are now captured for three hundred and forty-seven pounds, including costs. Blood and thunder, roared Captain O'Blunderbust. "'swelling so tremendously with passion "'that he seemed as if about to burst "'through his military frock-coat "'with its frogs and braidings. "'This is a real insult, not only to me, "'but to also old Ireland. "'More my boy!' "'It's a very awkward business, Captain,' "'said the gentleman thus appealed to. "'But I do not see why it should prevent "'the business on which we met. "'Pistols first, prison afterwards. "'That won't do,' said Mr. McGrab. Not a bit, growled Proggs, who was now stationed close behind the captain. Bastards of the earth, roared O'Blunderbuss. Do! Come now, enough of this gammon, interrupted McGrab. If you won't walk quiet off with us, we must see what force will do. It is no use to resist, my boy, whispered Mordaunt to his friend, who was literally foaming at the mouth but we will find another occasion to punish these cowardly fellows he added aloud casting fiery glances upon the lawyer and frank curtis bay jesus and i'll have some of it out of em now ejaculated captain o'blunderbuss and springing upon the unfortunate frank he administered to this young gentleman three or four hearty cuffs before a hand could be stretched out to withhold him curtis roared and wriggled about with the pain but he was speedily released from the effects of this onslaught, McGrabb, Progs, and the lawyer hastening to his assistance. The warlike captain was then borne away to the hackney coach, in which he was safely deposited. Mordaunt, obtaining leave from Mr. Howard to accompany his friend in the same vehicle, as far as the prison to which he was to be consigned, Frank Curtis declined forming one of the party, and while the coach proceeded in as direct a line as possible for Horsemonger Lane Jail, The young gentleman sped merrily along alone and on foot, delighted in spite of the drubbing in which he had received, to think that the redoubtable Captain O'Blunderbuss was on his way to a place where his warlike propensities stood every chance of being cribbed, cabined, and confined, at least for a season. You may conceive, gentle reader, that Captain O'Blunderbuss was in a dreadful rage at being interrupted in the midst of his favorite pursuit especially as the interruption was of so unpleasant a nature as that described. But his vaporing and blustering produced little effect upon Messrs. MacGrabb and Proggs, who never spoke a word during the journey from Battersea Fields to Horsemonger Lane, save to answer in an affirmative when Mr. Howard proposed that they should stop at a public house for a few moments to partake of some refreshment, and then they each responded, Yes, rum, please. The captain himself was accommodated with a glass of whiskey. Mordaunt and the lawyer took nothing. The vehicle then proceeded without stopping to the prison, where the gallant captain, oh, most ignominious fate, was handed over to the care of the turnkeys in the debtors' department of the establishment. End of section sixty five. Recording by Angela Olfest.